0: Welcome back to another episode of Tachlis Talks and we are at um, session number two of our Shalom Bias series. As we mentioned last time, whether you're calling it Shalom Bias" or Shalom Bayit, peace in the home falls short of what we are shooting for. We are looking for harmony in the home. Shalom in that sense of completion and where our goal is going to be a state of bliss. And if that seems far away, Take it baby step after baby step after baby step. If things are fairly comfortable, but mm, there's just those times that things aren't quite the way they should be, let's try to find ways to eliminate those hurdles and restore shalom. Well, I guess first developing shalom where that's necessary, restoring shalom, enhancing the shalom in the home. As we mentioned, the shalom bias, Tachos talks Talks, Talks are not partial focused, but rather topic focused, and you help us choose the topics. Your questions, comments, concerns sent to TachlisTalks, Tachlis Coaching, I'm sorry, at gmail.com, T A C H L I S Coaching at gmail, will help us develop the um, upcoming Shalom Bias Tachlis Talks. An issue that came our way um, maybe about a week ago after our first. Shalom bias class was Rabbi, can you help me understand how to maintain shalom when finances get in the way? Hmm, I don't know if any of you can relate to finances being an issue that chips away at shalom in the home. And whether it's due to a lack of finances or whether you're blessed with an enormous amount of finances and you don't see eye-to-eye how to utilize them. Finances can certainly be an issue that challenges shalom in the home. A lot of different aspects. I don't know exactly what the questioner is referring to. I will tackle one or two finance-related issues. If this did not talk to what you were asking, please send back the question with a little more detail. But... For starters, a fascinating idea that they sit over the name of the Chavetz Chaim, the great Rabbi Yisrael Meir Kagan of the greatest and most saintly individuals walking the planet. About a hundred years ago, he passed away just under that, um, about 90 years ago. Um, Rabbi Yisrael Meir Kagan, the Chavetz Chaim, described the need sometimes to have a Shalom Bayez fund, a Shalom Bayez account. What did he mean by that? There are going to be issues. There's going to be the the challenge of, what, another pair of shoes? You need new golf clubs? Like, you spent the money on that? There are going to be issues that come up if you are focused on how every dime is spent. There's going to be tension. So he advocated for dedicating a sum of money that this is off the table. If she spends X, Y, or Z on something that I found to be frivolous, or... He spent money on that again. But dedicate in your mind a certain amount of money that it's just, you would spend money on different mitzvahs around the year to buy yourself matzah for Pesach and esrog for sukkahs. You're going to spend money on various mitzvahs. Well, there's money dedicated to the mitzvah of preserving Shalom bias. Can't tell you how much that should be. I would suggest a larger rather than a smaller sum will help minimize the areas of conflict. There are going to be the issues of I can't imagine that she felt it necessary to spend so much on. Or again, I can't understand why he keeps spending money on. But if you've already put aside X amount of dollars, before we hit that number, nothing to talk about. That's just the mitzvah fund. Considering that money already spent, hey, it was spent on a mitzvah of some type. In this case, the mitzvah of maintaining shalom in the home can eliminate many, many flashpoints over how money is being spent. Moving on to another aspect of finances and an issue that's, unfortunately, far too common, and that is the stress triggered related to finances. I'm not even talking about the actual money spent, but imagine you come home and let's make it that within your dynamic, your couple, so one of you, is much more the money focused party, and to make things simple, um, you are the other party. You're coming home and you're observing your spouse. You, the non-money focused, again, you're, you you value uh, make money decisions, but the one you're not the one who's constantly focusing on the the need for the budget. Are we sticking to the budget? Are the bills paid on time? Uh, What was the last notice from the IRS? You're you're the non-money-focused party, and you notice your spouse sitting on the computer dealing with some type of spreadsheet or the bank statements, and the furrows are deepening on the forehead, and there may be some beads of perspiration and some rumbling and some mumbling, and uh uh-oh. Now what's going on in your mind is, come on, so much time focused on the money. You know, you're building up this unnecessary stress. It's going to translate into an uncomfortable dinner time. You're going to probably end up blowing up with the kids. You, in the back of your mind, are perceiving all types of, here are already stressing, basically, over there, stressing over the finances. And here we have multiple problems. All right? Your spouse is getting himself or herself all stressed, and you're already anticipating that stress and getting stressed. Not a good recipe for shalom. What would happen if we flip this, some kind of like a jiu jitsu move, a shalom jiu jitsu move, for the sake of peace? We're gonna flip all of this stress energy and make it into shalom energy. Think to yourself have I ever acknowledged that bottom line? My spouse, he or she, due to their focus on the finances, have helped keep us afloat. Have I ever acknowledged that due to their focus on the finances, we haven't had nearly as many audits as we might have if it were left in my hands? Uh, due to their focus on the finances, we are where we are at, wherever that may be. And again, I'm um, the hopes that there's some positive from all of their efforts. Have I ever acknowledged that? Wouldn't it totally change the whole dynamic if instead of his stress plus her stress, we had a reduction of his or her stress by the other party saying, hey, honey, I don't think I've ever commented how much I appreciate that I benefit by your dedication to our family's finances. Now, you may want to follow that up later on with some comment about maybe we could kind of diffuse the energy not work the finances at dinner time but for now purely the positive not I'm appreciative but but simply I'm appreciative combined with hey you no know, it, it's so frustrating to me to watch how 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 difficult this is for you anything on my end that would make it easier is there something about our spending patterns or getting bills paid on time, anything else that I could either be doing better or taking off your shoulders, a little piece, I may not be as good at this as you are, an offer like that, the display of gratitude, an offer of some type, and again, hopefully they'll reject it anyway, right? But um, turning it into a positive moment. Hey, how about really being appreciative and displaying that? Hey, you know, while you're doing this, I was busy making dessert for Shabbos, but I have a little extra want to get a sneak preview? Something, some gesture, something easy, something simple, but enough to deflate the buildup of the two double negative energies and turn it into something positive. The stressing over the finances, reality is we're all in different places, different spaces. Some people, it's really due to a real lack of finances. Some due to a real... Um, confusion as to how to handle finances. Some due to other complications that come up in terms of family finances. But when noticing the stress, number one, be mindful of the fact that they are getting stressed and be attentive to that and be somehow acknowledging and soothing. That could really help protect against the negative effects of the financial stress that's building up. Number one, we talked about recognizing money is going to be spent on some aspect that I'm not going to be thrilled about, but if that money is already spent, I just view it as put into a mitzvah fund, it's gone because it's going to be spent, then it's not nearly as frustrating when it disappears for whatever it is that I've decided is frivolous. I want to add a note to this. What if we would stop and ponder how much of that which I think is frivolous is really in a sense being spent for me. When she's buying nice clothes, I'm part of the calculation of why she wants to look good. When he is spending more money on a gym membership or whatever it may be that's keeping him in shape, I do benefit by the fact that he's exercising. So again, some of the frivolous is frivolous. But a percentage of that frivolous is ultimately something that comes back to benefit me. Doctoring up the house, come on, like the fourth, fifth time we're painting the walls, but will it be looking nicer afterwards? So, again, consider the money written off, and notice that some of that spending is actually benefiting me uh, as well. And then, this whole other area, the, he or she are getting so uptight about the finances and it's spilling over, Catch yourself. Don't worry about giving them the musr. Now's not the time to start preaching to them about, hey, don't you remember the rabbi talked about bitachon and having trust in God? And now's not the time to be preachy. It's not going to work. But if instead you create a certain positive energy, you show the appreciation, show the gratitude, do a nice gesture, hey, then later on you may have the, you know, that will give you the credibility to then say, okay, you know, honey, when you're not dealing in the stress mode of the finances, to talk about the fact, I and mean, what else can we do to see to it that it not spill over? Like maybe, you know, right before dinner is not the best time to be so focused on on the finances. But again, you can't get there. You can't get to having that credibility to discuss and make improvements in that area and work on, which is true, working on better, bettering our betachem, bettering our trust in God, bettering our recognition that it's in His control. All those great things to do, but you can't talk about it if you're, while you're catching them and stressed. And to the degree you eliminate the stress, you'll have the better capacity to bring up those other topics later on. Little pieces where we can hopefully offset some of the negatives that are associated with finances and see to it that we build, preserve, enhance our Shalom. Toss other questions our way, topics, issues you'd like to see us uh, address in upcoming podcasts, Tachlis Coaching at Gmail t a c h l i s, Coaching at gmail.com. I am Rabbi Yitzchok Price, and looking forward to connecting with you soon.